Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you are listening to this on. So today we're talking about client retention, which is one of my favorite things to talk about actually to my clients. So let's talk about it. So retaining clients, it's a great way to create steady income in your business because when you focus on retaining clients, Obviously, you're going to have people that are repeatedly paying for your products, your services, or, you know, just whatever it is that you sell. So that's like a perk because you know that you have a pool of people that you can always access to deliver more value to and, of course, be compensated. But then also really focusing on client retention is a great way to build your referral network. So I am really big on referral referral networks and it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Like I don't really have like referral programs and stuff like that, but I do offer incentives to my clients when they do refer someone to me. And then also I will make the ask and I will ask like, Hey, do you know anyone who is interested in XYZ service? You know, who is interested in coaching or interested in like photography? I will make the ask because I want to be able to serve more people that are like clients that I've already worked with. So a lot of my clients, obviously, I love them. I stand all my clients, actually. Um, and so I want to work with more people like them. And I truly believe birds of a feather flock together. So if my client is bomb, I'm sure that they surround themselves with other amazing people. And so I'm going to ask for that referral. So, But client retention is a great way for me to, not even just me, but it's a great way to open the door and the line of communication to talk about referrals because when your clients work with you repeatedly or for an extended amount of time, they're going to be more likely to refer you to others. I will ask for referrals and I actually do recommend people ask for referrals after the first contract. Like let's say you do like a three month contract with someone. I do recommend that you ask them for the referral there, but there's also a lot of value in, and it, it depends on the client for me, in waiting until the end of that second contract to ask for a referral because They've had plenty of time to see how you work, you know, to really fall in love with you. And they actually will probably start referring you without you even asking them to. But, you know, that's just like a whole side tangent. So I want to talk about prioritizing and making your current customers, you know, feel really good as something that's really important to the sustainability and growth of your business. So one thing I see a lot of people kind of get twisted is not really prioritizing your current clients because you're so focused on trying to get new clients. And while getting new clients is of course important, you know, obviously for growth, when you really think about a sustainable business, you can create sustainability by making sure that your your current customers repeatedly work with you, that they are repeatedly getting results with you to the point that they can afford to invest in you. I've had clients who Literally, as my business has grown, as my prices have changed, they have stayed with me. I have a few clients who they have raised their prices. 
So I've had clients who have changed like the structure of their businesses and, you know, like they've changed their pricing structure and all kinds of things. And they, their clients, they stay with them. And sometimes people are really nervous about like raising their prices and changing their offers and stuff because you have existing clients and you're not sure like if they're going to go with you. But if you really focus on, you know, customer experience and like your client experience, and then also focus on really being intentional about client retention, you will be able to keep people with you regardless of the changes you actually make in your business. So I just want to share like just a few tips I have about retaining clients. So my first tip is you have to have a quality service. Now this is a no brainer, but I see a lot of people like drop the ball here. Like it's just I always see people drop the ball here in just the quality of service. There's this thing that I have noticed about people in the online space where a lot of times we're so focused on getting the next client that we kind of forget about our current clients and making sure that they're fully served. So one rule of thumb for myself is if my clients have any open projects, if I am behind on a project, like let's say I'm behind on like editing or I'm behind on like a social media client, I will not post or advertise until I have handled that situation. One, it pushes me to get stuff done in a timely manner like I should. So I really get behind. But two, it's just that extra level of integrity because one thing I know for sure is that like, at least for me, and I know this happens for a lot of people, your clients, they're looking at your stuff. They're looking at your content and they definitely feel some type of way when they see you advertising and you're not doing what you should be doing for them. And so it's just really important to be mindful that even though your social media is social media or your, you know, whatever is, you know, whatever is whatever, right? Your clients are still looking. And so it's one thing, like I automate a lot of my social media content and stuff. So, you know, that's one thing, but you just want to be mindful of what you're putting out there and making sure that you're giving a quality service and that your clients never feel slighted because I've I've had all like I've had so many clients come to me to work with me for social media management or for for photography and they'll tell me how they're like still waiting on photos from someone or they're still waiting on you know the, their last social media manager you know didn't do what they were supposed to do but they were always posting on their own page and it's like your clients do actually see that so just make sure you're giving them that quality service And a couple of other things, make sure you're always communicating. So I'm an over communicator, especially with clients, because the thing is, is that people are hiring you or they're spending money with you. One, because maybe they don't know how to do a certain skill or two, because they don't have the time to. But a lot of people actually are nervous to invest in someone to help them with anything. So it's important that we really communicate every step of the way and communicate what's happening and things like that. So one thing that I do to just help me kind of communicate better with clients is I send out like a weekly email. So every week, pretty much on the same day, I or the same day of the week, I will send out an email, just giving them kind of an update and a status report of what's going on and what they can expect this week. And then of course, if there's anything in there that like if I tell them I'm, I'm going to have something done, I'll make sure that I follow up or email them on that day. That way, you know, whether it's done or not, they got some sort of communication from me. And that's just a great way for them to feel like, okay, she's in it with me. Like, 
you know, she didn't just take my money and run. Cause like, that's a really big fear for people. Like if you take their money and you run or you take their money and you don't do what you said you were going to do. And it's happened to a lot of people. I know everyone listening is like a woman of integrity. So I don't have to say this, but for those of you who are like, maybe just starting your businesses, I just want to like make this note so that you don't fall into the trap of what I see so many other entrepreneurs fall into. So besides communicating, just ask for clarity. Make sure that you are clear on what they are looking for, what they want from you, and make sure that you are clear on what you are providing. This will help you avoid a lot of headache and a lot of awkward conversations when you are clear on what they want and they are clear on what you are providing. So as long as you're on the same page, you're pretty much winning. And then the last couple of things I wanted to say is just give updates frequently and make sure they understand the process and what the next step is. So again, like I said, I send an email out every week to every single client, letting them know, you know, what the status of our project is. And, you know, I just let them know like what the next step is and what they can expect from me. That goes under communication, but it's just really important when we are providing a service that we just over communicate those things. And it's not even just about providing a service. If you sell products, it's the same thing. Like during the panorama, I saw people who, you know, obviously shipping times were delayed and all this kind of stuff and sending out like a simple email each week, just kind of updating people and letting them know when to expect their order or like what, what was going on. That's a great way for you to just make sure that the service you're providing people is a quality service for them to come back and work with you in the future or purchase from you in the future. The second tip for client retention is client gifts. Now, I want to say this does not have to be expensive. A lot of people feel like client gifts have to be expensive, but it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. It could be a candle, a card, flowers, chocolates, a branded box if you want. Like if you want to be dramatic, you can do like a branded box, but it doesn't have to be expensive. It could be maybe a sample of something. Like if you sell products and maybe you give like a sample size soap or a trial size perfume or whatever. It doesn't have to be something super expensive, but client gifts are a great way to celebrate maybe milestones. So You can celebrate like when they launch something and you get them a a gift or maybe you celebrate like you guys working together for three months or six months. Another thing I like to do is I will send a client gift at the end of us working together, especially if it's a one-off project that doesn't really necessarily require more continuous, you know, working together or whatever, like, or like immediately we're working together. I will send them a gift just to wrap up our project, but also to just kind of keep that reminder in their mind of like, if you ever need the service again, or, you know, if you ever need my help again, I'm here for you, boo. So client gifts is another great way to just kind of play with and incorporate or just make sure that you are retaining clients because a lot of people don't give out gifts. Like it's just the thing, like a lot of people don't, you know, send a gift to their clients. And it's not to say that you have to, but I find that this is a really just fun and unique way to really prioritize and yeah, just be really mindful about the client experience because people love gifts, like people love gifts and it doesn't have to be anything super dramatic. I have received some really thoughtful cards from people as a gift. I've received gift cards to Target. And I mean, you'll learn your client. So you can always ask like, you know, or just look on their social media. Like if you creep their their stuff, you can find out what their favorite, you know, store is or what their favorite coffee is. And then you can get them a gift card or something. So it doesn't have to be dramatic, but it's nice to kind of celebrate those milestones with them with a client gift. So the third tip I have is to ask for feedback and stay in touch. So 
make sure that you are checking in with your clients and get feedback from them. So as you're working together, constantly get that feedback from them about their experience so that you can make any adjustments if you need to during that contracted time. Because when you make those adjustments, it'll be so much easier for you to say at the end of the period, hey, I would love for us to keep this going. I would love for us to continue working together, you know, and based off of what we've talked about, I feel like we can make these tweaks to make our working relationship better. And they're going to feel seen, heard, valued, all because you just constantly ask for that feedback and checked in with their feelings to figure out how you can do better and how you can serve them better. And at the end of the day, that's our job as service providers. That's our job as coaches and consultants. Our job is to make sure that we are serving people fully. And it's our job to figure out, okay, where do they need more help? Where do they need a little bit more support? And sometimes that looks like an upsell, right? Like maybe at first they start off in your lower package, but you realize after you're getting feedback from them and talking to them that they actually need a higher package. And so that gives you an opportunity to upsell them, but you actually know that you have a leg to stand on when you upsell them. But then also, even at the end of working together, it's just really important to stay in touch with your clients. So, you know, sometimes the project ends or maybe they don't re-sign a contract for whatever reason, but that doesn't mean that you don't continue to engage with them and stay in touch. So I usually recommend like writing down any milestones in their business and touch base. So it could be like a business anniversary, uh, their birthday. Maybe if you want to celebrate Christmas, you can. And it could be something as simple as sending them a card or sending them an email and just letting them know that you were thinking about them. An Instagram shout out on their business anniversary. Little things like that to just kind of keep touch with them because those little touch points will keep you top of mind for them. So when they do need the service again, they're going to think of you and they're going to want to work with you again because they already had number one, that quality service. You know, you've showered them with a couple of gifts and now you're continuing to stay in touch, even though you're not maybe currently working together. So something else you can do to just stay in touch is engage with their content. Again, that's allowing you to stay top of mind and just in their presence. And then also the last thing I will say is purchase from them or work with them. So I have plenty of clients that I'm their client. I have plenty of clients who I purchase their their products and stuff. It's just a really good thing to do. And it also really shows your commitment and investment in who they are. Because at the end of the day, it shouldn't go one way. While yes, you are providing a service and they are paying you, at like why not invest in whatever they have? If it's something you need. Now I'm not saying invest in it if you don't need it. But if it's something you need, feel free to invest in whatever their offer is or whatever their service is, their product is. And they will notice that. Like They will notice like, wow, not only has she helped me and served me in my business, but she's also purchased from me. Of course, when I need this service again, I'm going to hire her. So that's my third tip. And then my last tip is create a product suite that's built for retention. So a lot of people create product suites and you really don't think through how your offers are playing with each other. And so what I always recommend is just make sure you have options for how people can work with you. So after they've worked with you in one container, there's another option for them. For example, I see a lot of people create like group programs and then at the end of the group program, that's it. Like like there's no other way to work with you unless they do one-on-one. And some people they maybe can't afford one-on-one or they don't want to do number one. And you kind of shoot yourself in the foot when you only have this group program and then nowhere else for these people that have graduated from your program to go to. So I always say really be thoughtful about your product suite and how one offer can lead to the next. And 
This works for service providers too, right? So if you are, let's say a virtual assistant, maybe you should have a couple of different packages or a couple of different ways for people to work with you so that maybe if someone moves from one service to like a higher package, they can. So something that I see a lot of VAs that I see that they're able to do is maybe you'll have a package for 10 hours and then a package for 20 hours. But then after that, you have an OBM package where it's like, oh, okay, like I've been with you in your business for a while. So it's not just about me working with you on an hourly basis. It's about me really helping you build out the back end of your business, really helping you manage the rest of your team and things like that. And so it's a way for you to continue to work with your client as they grow. Because ideally, if someone is hiring you in their company to work with them, they're like they should see some sort of growth in some area. Now, I'm not saying it needs to be financial. Let me be clear. I don't feel like service providers, like our number one job is not to make people sales, right? Like people have to make their own sales or unless you're the sales team, then that's different. But you know, if you're a virtual assistant, like your job is not to get them sales, but your job is to help them become more efficient so that they can make more sales in in the other part of their business. So anyway, I'm saying all this to say, if you have different offers for people to jump into, something I've seen that happens a lot to a lot of people is that when someone hires you, they feel like this is all you can do and they don't think about growth opportunities. So if you're a virtual assistant and you've been working with someone for six months and now they're thinking, I need an OBM because I have a team, they should be thinking to promote you. They shouldn't be thinking of going to hire a whole other person because you've already been in their company. You're already fully integrated. So at this point, it's just about you stepping into a more leadership role, about you managing other aspects of their business. And so by having an offer in your product suite where you're like, oh, you know, and even opening the door to that conversation of like, hey, I noticed that, you know, you have been building up the team. You've been doing all this kind of stuff. And I would love to kind of fill this role for you. I, I know that I can fill this new space for you. That opens the door for the conversation. And it also shows you as like a forward thinker. And that's what people are looking for when they are hiring people onto their team. So that's just the example for us, like for service providers. But on the flip side, if you are a coach or consultant, just think about your product suite and look at your offers and see, okay, when someone leaves this offer, they leave this container, what can they go to next, right? How can I serve them next and more deeply? And I want to be clear here. This is not about, you know, because I see people teach product ascension models and it's like, you know, you, you give people this little bit and then they have to purchase this next thing to get the next bit. No, I feel like all your offers should be complete and whole. But at the end of the day, there is, especially with coaching and especially with like consulting, there's levels to it, right? There's only so much that people can get out of a course. There's only so much people can get out of a group program, you know, so much they can get out of a mastermind one-on-one, right? But it doesn't mean that the quality of what you give them is less. It just means that obviously you can't do all the things inside of a group coaching program. You can try, right? Like I really try inside the Becoming CEO Lounge to literally give everything away. But at a certain point in your business, you're going to realize, you know what? I actually need to be able to have a one-on-one conversation and take this deeper. I actually need to be in a setting of, you know, no more than three or four people to have certain conversations. And so in that case, what do I do? I suggest, okay, maybe you do a mastermind. Maybe we can do one-on-one coaching, right? There are other options for you. And it's the same thing for your business. If you're a coach or consultant, just really think about, okay, I'm giving them all this value and I'm giving them everything they need here in this container. But obviously as people grow in their life or in their business or whatever, they may need a little bit deeper support and they can get that through this next offer. 
So just creating your your product suite and making sure that it's built for retention is going to be really, really important, again, for client retention. So in all these things, referrals, like that is a, a conversation that comes up. Like if you're giving people a bomb service, at the end of it, you should ask for the referral. If you are staying in touch with people, it's okay if they're not ready to hire you again for you to say, hey, I was thinking about you. I really enjoyed working with you. Do you have anybody that, you know, like in mind that you think could use my services? Feel free to give them my information or give me their information. I'll reach out. If you are like working on your product suite, inviting people from one offer to join another offer, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that is client retention and that is asking for referrals. I've even inside of my programs, ask students in the program, like, hey, could you recommend the program or could you, you know, post about my program so that other people can see it? Post about your results and your stories and the things that you've experienced, right? Again, this is all like this all ties into client retention, but also about really just creating a referral network that feels really just honest because you're coming from a place of, no, I'm serving you first. And then I'm going to ask you is if you know of anybody that I can continue to serve as well. So really be open to asking for the referral, but also really prioritize client retention in your business model. Like really think about how can you keep the clients that you already have? Because one thing I know for certain is that if someone spends a dollar with you, they're going to spend five more and they'll spend 10 more, right? Because they've already spent money with you once. They already trust you enough to give you their money. So if you are really providing that quality service, giving them that value, connecting with them, staying in touch, making sure that you have other offers that can support them in a not spammy way. Like there's no limit to how much you can make. And it's just so much easier. I find it's so much easier to work with people that you've already like. I mean, just think about it. It's so much easier to work with someone who's who you already know. You already know this person intimately from working with them once. It's going to be easier for you to work with them again, to jump back into their business again, to support them again. It's going to be so much easier. So I don't want to like belabor the point. Just wanted to give a few tips on client retention. I hope this was able to help you today. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.